welcome to episode 9 of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating life after experiencing pregnancy or infant loss. I'm your host, Justine. Today's episode will be the last one of 2020, and I'll be talking about the holidays, why they can be difficult to get through, and being gentle on yourself and your feelings during this busy season. Hey everyone, thanks for listening in today. I hope you all had a calm and relaxing Thanksgiving last week. This is my third holiday season without Stephen. And can I just say, the holiday grief has really snuck up on me this year. I love, love, love fall food. And every year I look forward to this season. And this year has been no different. Even in the past when it was just Will and I, I would still make the mashed potatoes, the marshmallow yams, cranberry relish, stuffing. I love it all. But my first holiday season without Stephen was particularly hard. Maybe it was because it was so soon after he died, or maybe it's because these holidays are all about family, and I can't help but always notice that one of my own is missing. Actually, I've been wondering why holidays can be so tough, and I would say that's one of the biggest reasons why. On top of that, there are so many opportunities for other family members or friends to forget. This year, someone asked me if they could make a stocking for Everett, and I was grateful, but I was also really sad that they've never asked to make one for Stephen, too. I mean, I get it. Stephen doesn't get presents. He can't open them. But he's still part of this family, so why should he not get a stocking too? Anyway, back to my first Thanksgiving and Christmas. I did not want to talk about my feelings about Stephen, but I also didn't want him to be ignored or forgotten And because we were all still processing the shock of his death, Will, me, my family, his family, our friends, no one knew what to say. I didn't know what I wanted or needed people to say or do, and it just ended up being a very emotionally exhausting time. And because the holidays are a lot about being thankful and merry and bright, people would tell me to just look on the bright side. They would say things like, don't you know that Stephen's in heaven? So there's no need to be sad. In fact, we should rejoice. And let's be thankful that Stephen felt no pain. Or, if Stephen had been born, he probably would have been sick, 
and it's better that he died while he was in the womb. And then there was, at least you can just try again. Why do we try to plaster on gratitude and smiles and happiness over experiences that are so obviously and rightfully sad? That first year I wrote in a blog post, quote, it's not that I don't want to be thankful, but there's this overwhelming message telling me to be grateful right now. More specifically, it feels like people are telling me to forget about my shitty situation and to be grateful despite it. In other words, this is the time to be happy. Ignore the bad stuff for now. But I'm not ignoring the bad stuff because the bad stuff is just a part of my life. And I don't know how to bridge the gap between celebrating with the rest of the world and not faking my way through the holidays, end quote. I still feel this way. It's been three holidays since Stephen's death, and that's not many, but I can already feel how different it is this time. It feels like people are more comfortable being into the holiday spirit with and around me, which is fine. I'm not here to be a downer. I don't need anyone to be somber or sad around me. I like it when people are happy and excited, but it also seems like people are forgetting Stephen, and that makes me sad. I can't just decide to set him aside and pretend he didn't exist. Even though he died, Stephen is a constant in my life. He's my son, and his absence will always be a constant in my life. On the holidays, on normal days, every day. I don't know what your holiday usually looks like, and I understand that this year the holidays are looking different than what people are used to, for everyone really. But do what you need to do to take care of yourself. This month I made a couple extra counseling sessions because I've been feeling a little overwhelmed. Or if you need to take time for yourself, you should feel comfortable taking it. Even if it's just five minutes in the bathroom to get some tears out, just do it. Don't feel obligated to fake it till you make it, to laugh and smile and be festive when you don't feel like it, if that's not what you wanna do. I actually feel that pretending can make it feel worse because it's not natural to laugh when all you want to do is cry. Not every lost parent is going to struggle through the holidays. Maybe the holidays are an uplifting time for you. It could even be that you need the message of exercising gratitude to feel some comfort, and that's great. But if you are someone who is really struggling this season, Maybe you can't stop crying, or maybe you even feel guilty for being sad. Please know that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be thankful while grieving at the same time. 
you can be thankful for all the things in your life that are going great and you can still mourn over all the things that are not so great. You can savor the food on your holiday table while feeling the pain of a missing seat. You can delight in wrapping gifts for your loved ones because you really nailed their presence this year while also aching to buy the world for your dead child. It's also fine if you are having a hard time feeling any gratitude at all. Maybe your heart is aching a little bit extra and you just want to be alone. If that's the case, find a safe environment to be alone. Sit with your feelings. Be gentle on yourself. Sometimes we just need time or we need a break. Last week, there was a day I cried for two or three hours after everyone else had gone to bed. Sometimes the world is moving too fast for us to sit with our feelings, and it's healthy to take time to mourn when you can. There are times when I go back and forth between needing to process my feelings in solitude and being a woman of action. Sometimes when I'm overwhelmed with grief, I find it helpful to keep busy. By that, I don't mean that I'm finding things to do to distract myself from the pain, but rather being active in finding ways I can honor and remember Stephen. I found that offering back something into this world in his honor It doesn't take away my pain, but it does bring me a little bit of comfort and ease my suffering. It makes me feel closer to Stephen. When I show love and compassion, that is Stephen's impact on the world, even if the world will never get to meet him. I've seen so many different ways that my lost friends have honored their babies, especially during the holidays. I have a couple friends who have what they call an angel tree, and it's a Christmas tree they decorate with ornaments that have the names of babies who have died too soon. Some will organize fundraisers or toy drives, and others will knit or sew hats, blankets, and clothing for uh, preterm babies at their local hospital. One thing I like to do is find ways to care for others in the same way I wish I could care for Stephen if he were here. To celebrate his birthday, Will and I like to go out and pay for someone's birthday cake because Stephen isn't here for us to buy him one. Or I'll get a toy for a friend's new baby. There's a lot of different ways where you can channel grief into service. And I also want to be clear, though, that you don't have to do anything at all. Not doing anything does not mean you love your baby any less. In fact, there may be times when you only have enough energy to love and miss your baby, and that's perfectly fine. In my first year of losing Stephen, I was in such a weird limbo state. And all I wanted to do every day was lie in bed and sleep. There were days I had such a hard time getting out of bed, days when it took every effort to cook a meal and eat it, 
And I remember seeing all these other moms around me doing things and asking for donations and support. And I would feel guilty. I thought to myself, why am I not doing these things for Steven? But there was no way I could do anything. I was so emotionally depleted from missing him that any energy I had left had to be used to take care of myself and to try and get back into a routine. I guess my point after all this is there's no need to feel guilty about how you celebrate or how you grieve, holiday or not. It's normal and valid to feel multiple feelings at once. You can be happy and sad. You can feel grief and joy, be content and wishful. And none of these feelings are the right way or wrong way to love your baby. If you're feeling jolly and merry and bright, that's great. I know you still love and miss your babies. If you're feeling too sad to decorate or celebrate anything, then that's okay. I know you still love and miss your babies. And if you're still figuring out what it means to be somewhere in between the spectrum, that's fine. I know you still love and miss your baby or babies so much. Wherever you are, whatever you're feeling, I hope the holiday season is gentle on you this year. This has not been an easy year, and there are still so many unknowns. If anything, it's probably one of the most appropriate times for us to process what we're feeling or experiencing. In fact, that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of this month. I just need time to rest and recharge, to enjoy my time with my family while remembering Stephen and others who are not here with us. So this will be the last episode of 2020 and I will resume back on January 7th. Again, I hope everyone is able to end this year full of love in their hearts even if that love doesn't look or feel the way you're expecting. Remember to give yourself a little grace over these next few weeks, and I will see you all next year.